Okay, so what is calorie density? You've probably heard this phrase used a lot. Calorie density just means the amount of calories in a food relative to its weight. And that sounds all scientific, but it's really quite simple. Have a look at these two plates. They've both got about one pound of food, which for my metric friends, that's about 450 grams. But this massive pound of lettuce has got 68 calories. Whereas the same weight, the same pound of almonds has 2,600 calories. Same weight of food, different calorie density. Here's another example, guys. So we've got 250 grams of chocolate, which is about half a pound of chocolate. And now we've got 250 grams of potatoes, about half a pound of potatoes. Same weight of food, but you've got 1,370 calories for the chocolate versus 200 calories for the potatoes. Whatever the weight of food, there's gonna be a certain amount of calories in it. Some foods have got a lot of calories, so they become high in calorie density. Some foods have got hardly any calories, so they are low in calorie density. But every food sits somewhere in the spectrum of calorie density. Have a look at this chart. You can see that there's a massive difference between the calorie density of foods. At the far end, you've got vegetables. They average about 100 calories per pound. And then you've got oil at 4,000 calories per pound. So to put that into perspective, this time we're going to keep the calories the same, but that is going to massively change the weight of the food. One tablespoon of oil has the same calories as this much zucchini. You could cook the zucchini in the oil and double the calories without even realizing. In the same way, you could also cut out the oil. And if you've got oil in your diet right now, you could potentially save hundreds of calories a day without any added hunger. So one is gonna help fill your stomach, while the other is gonna fill up your calorie needs very, very quickly without even registering in your stomach. So when you're thinking about calorie density, it's all about thinking, how do I get more food for less calories? And this is seriously the key, guys. All right, so here's something really interesting. When people are studied, they tend to eat the same amount of food. So that's actually between three and four pounds. And it doesn't matter if you are someone who eats three pounds, it doesn't matter if I'm someone who eats five pounds. What matters is the amount of food that we like to eat as an individual stays pretty consistent. People don't really cut portion sizes long term. We increase them over time, and this has been shown in how Things like McDonald's portion sizes have gotten bigger and we do seem to be eating slightly more food, but that amount of poundage that you normally eat is, stays relatively consistent. All right, so you guys know the most basic fundamental of fat loss, that you must be in a calorie deficit if you wanna burn those stored fat cells as fuel. So, if that is true, then if you could reduce the amount of calories from your, what you're eating now, if you are maintaining your weight, if you can tip that energy balance so that you've reduced your calories, then you should be able to burn fat, right? And this is where calorie density is gonna be your best friend. So we've talked about how you eat a similar amount of food every day. If you can reduce the calorie density of the food, that's gonna reduce the calories in that three to four pounds of food. And if you can reduce the calorie density, 
then you can get into a calorie deficit. And if you get into a calorie deficit, da, 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 you're going to start burning fat. And this is why this is so key because you do not need to know how many calories you eat right now. You do not need to know a number you just have to reduce the calorie density of your meals until you start seeing fat loss and then you continue with this lifestyle really until you get to where you want to be. When you can change the calorie density and consistently do that, this is the key to you being able to eat more food and being able to still lose weight. So do you remember that ballpark figure that we talked about around 1800 calories a day for most women to be in a 25% calorie deficit. So this is what about 1700 calories looks like on a low on a high calorie density diet. It's really not much food and when I was weighing and measuring this out I felt so sad and so shocked for people who try and count calories without understanding calorie density. You would be definitely going hungry if you tried to stick to a 1700 calorie meal plan eating a calorie density diet like this. This little jar right here is oil. You could cook your potatoes or whatever you're eating in that oil and be adding hundreds of calories a day without any extra fullness. So in contrast, if you have a look at this 1700 calorie day using a low calorie density diet, you've got a ton of food that you could eat for 1700 calories. You would not need to be pushing yourself away from the table, trying to stop your hunger, trying to white knuckle it. You'd be able to eat as much food as you want and your natural hunger and fullness cues are going to tell you when to stop because it's a large volume of food. This is the way that you were designed to eat. So your stomach is only so big and you can only fill it so many times in a day. It's physically impossible to eat more calories than you need if you were eating something like just courgette or just zucchini. That's what we call it courgette here in New Zealand, for example. So this amount of courgette, you would have to eat 11 times this massive plate to get to a 1800 calorie day. In contrast, that's about this much Ben and Jerry's and half a block of chocolate. And you could scarf that down in a night. I know I could anyway. The biggest issue with eating these kind of high calorie foods is that we're operating in an environment that we were never designed to try and navigate. Where our stomachs have no way of compensating for the massive 40 times difference that is from a very low calorie food, if the kind of whole foods you find in nature, and the processed foods that we have access to. It is so easy to be eating thousands and thousands of calories more than you need and even small amounts of these higher calorie foods are going to mean that you can't get into a calorie deficit or at least stay there. This doesn't mean that you can never have them but hopefully this is going to help you make empowered decisions about what you eat. This is not a rule book for you to follow where you only eat this food or you only eat that food. This is where you get to start making decisions about what you want to put in your mouth based on what goals you have for your body. And not feeling hungry, not feeling deprived is the best thing for you to be able to stick to your diet long term. So let's have a look at some more examples. And remember the key here is that you start asking yourself, which is more filling? How can I get more food? Bang for my buck. Which is going to be so easy to overeat on? 
and which is going to keep me full and satisfied that I'm going to know when to stop just based on how my stomach feels. All right, so these are some oranges. We've got five oranges and about 50 grams of cashews. So these have the same amount of calories. These each have about 300 calories. Which of these plates is going to keep you more full as a snack? It's not hard to tell. Okay, so over on this plate, we've got a medium fries and two big potatoes. Imagine these two big baked potatoes. So many people tell me that they wouldn't be able to eat as much food as I can, but they're able to eat way more calories because they're eating foods like McDonald's chips or high calorie foods. So remember these two plates? We've got 500 calories versus 750 calories. It's not just processed food, guys but it's about the ratio of higher calorie foods and lower calorie foods that you have in the meals that you make. We're gonna teach you exactly how to build your meals for weight loss in the next module. But what I want you to understand when you look at this is it's not just something that you can eyeball based on volume or based on weight. There really is a skill and a science to this. There are two ways to decrease the calorie density of your meals, which is the goal of weight loss because it will get you into a calorie deficit. So number one is to reduce the higher calorie foods in your diet. Foods like oils, uh, foods like excessive amounts of nuts, nut butters, any kind of processed foods, processed carbohydrates, we'll get into exactly what those foods are in the next module. But it's important to start thinking about how I could reduce those specific high calorie foods in my diet from my starting point. And me, that's you, okay, you. The second thing that you can do is increase the amount of vegetables that you're eating. Increase those lower calorie density foods because that's gonna push out some of the higher calorie density foods. Remember that four pounds or that three to four pounds, you eat a consistent volume of food. So if you can increase your veggies, you're gonna decrease everything else. So it's a combination of these two strategies working together. So this is not a rule book for you, okay? This is a way of you being able to say, how can I improve with time? How can I improve the calorie density by reducing it in my diet that is gonna lead me to my goals? And improvement is so much of a better aim than perfection, especially if you feel like this is too much to do all at once. In module two, we will be talking exactly how to build these weight loss bowls. So don't worry, that's coming. You will know everything in the next few modules. All right, so let's recap on what we've learned so far. So number one, calorie density is the number of calories in a food relative to its weight. Number two is that calorie density can vary more than or about 40 times somewhere between one and 40 times for the different types of food. So you've got courgette on the very low end of the spectrum at 100 calories per pound, and then you've got oil at 4,000 calories per pound. People eat the same amount of food on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you can lower the calorie density of your diet, you're gonna lower the calories in every bite of food, which is going to get you into a calorie deficit and burning fat. The goal here is reduce the calorie density. Number four, reduce the calorie density, reduce the calories, get into a calorie deficit, lose weight. The shift here is that you stop worrying about portion sizes, the amount of calories that you're consuming, and focus instead on, re on reducing the amount of calorie density of the foods that you're eating now. 
This is so key so that you can work with your natural hunger and fullness cues, not against them because deprivation and feeling hungry is not going to let you stick to any kind of diet long term. In the next lesson, I'm going to be showing you how to tell the calorie density of any food in minutes. Alright, so now it's time for your action step. List in the comments some of the higher calorie density foods that you currently eat and some of the lower calorie density foods that you eat now. Download the calorie density chart and put it on your fridge so that you're starting to know the calorie density of the different foods that you eat. See you in the next lesson!